Welcome to the Business of Online Teaching Podcast. This is your host, Johan. This podcast goals are to help Udemy instructors get to know each other and be part of this vibrant community of online instructors. We will invite Udemy instructors, whether they are already successful or on their way, and we'll get to hear their successes and failures, learn their strategies, and learn how they are making money on Udemy. And we will be able to turn our passion into a sustainable business. If you're already an instructor or planning to become one, this podcast is for you. Today, I have an amazing guest. His name is Scott Patton, and uh, he's been a Udemy instructor for a while. And um, hi, Scott. Hi, Ian. Nice to be here. Nice to have you here. So before we start, um, I'd like you to tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do, and you know how you heard about creating courses on Udemy and things like that. Uh, sure. I teach people how to podcast, which is basically an online radio or TV show. And what happened was the people that make the Starbucks app wanted to start a podcast, and they happened to live in the same and work in the same uh, city as me. So they asked me to come down and talk to their marketing department about it. And when I was done, the marketing director said, you need to make a video course on podcasting. I said, well, I have a book on how to podcast. He said, no, no, video. You need to make a video. This was amazing. And, of course, he had all this excitement and energy, and I just said, okay. And the next problem, of course, was... Uh, where do I put my course? Do I have it on my own website? Do I stick it somewhere else? Uh, I didn't think having it on my own website would be a good idea because video takes up a lot of bandwidth and takes up a lot of storage and it can slow my site down. And so I looked around a little bit and saw Udemy and I thought, oh, okay, it looks easy. And, you know, so I mean, I had all these really important questions to ask, like, could I put my videos up there and is it hard? <laughs> and yes and no, and then that's what I did. Uh, and that was uh, about, actually about a year ago that I finished the course and I launched my first course on Udemy. Okay, so it's been about a year that you've been on Udemy, right? Yes. So. Okay. Um, have you tried before that? Have you ever tried any experience in teaching before? Any yes. to do with education? Yes. Uh, actually, I did a lot of adult uh, education. I uh, I kind of grew up and spent twenty years as a grocery store manager, okay. and when I left, it was in the mid nineteen nineties, which was kind of when desktop computers and the internet and Windows three point one were coming out. And I realized that computers were kind of the, they were going to be the, you know, they were here to stay sort of thing. They were becoming easier for individuals to use as opposed to these old mainframes that the company I worked for used. So uh, the telephone company went from dumb computers to Windows 3.1 and they needed people to train their employees so they had like 10,000 employees how do you use word how do you use email how do you do all these things and so I ended up training there for a couple years and then I did a course for uh, a local realty company actually it was a national realty company and they translated it into French I'm in Canada so it was I did English and then they took it translated it into French for Quebec okay. um, and at that point the realtors started saying to me, well, like, do you know how to make a website? And I didn't. And so I taught myself how to 
build a website because I had all these realtors asking me for a website and then it was like how do you get traffic and then how do you get conversions and and I went through that whole process and then I was approached by the Internet Marketing Center in 2004 or three I guess it was to be one of their mentors and we went from having uh, five coaches to 25 coaches in about eight months so it was huge growth and I ended up managing uh, a team of 12 of the 25 coaches for a while and at that point uh, made this huge discovery because Google would not index your page for months and months and months but I figured out that if you did a blogger blog and you had a link on it to your page Google would find your page and rank it really quickly mm -hmm. <laughs> and in 10 days I was I did it I was like number one for about three or four of the keywords for my page and, and nobody could believe it right so uh, they like to go out and do these workshops and boot camps around the world so they said Scott we want you to uh, to talk about blogging for two hours on a Saturday night so just imagine that you're going to an event somewhere and you get there at seven in the morning and you listen to my boss for eight hours, nine hours, your mind is full of all this information about internet marketing. You then leave and you have this huge dinner somewhere and then you come back at eight o'clock. And I could just a bit picture all these people coming back at eight o'clock and what do I do? I put them to sleep because I'm going to talk for two hours on blogging. And I mm -hmm. thought one hour on blogging would be okay, but two hours they would definitely all be asleep. So I thought, what else can I talk about? And I'd heard about this thing called podcasting. So it had taken me a long time to figure out the blogging stuff. And I thought, and I didn't want to go into the podcasting because I thought it would take me just that much time, like another three months to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But to my shock, I had it all figured out in 20 minutes. So I did one hour on blogging, one hour on podcasting, and that became the beginning of my podcasting teaching career. Okay, and um, something that I get a note about what you said is that you've already went, you already went through the, the fact that you understood that search engine optimization, SEO, is very important when it comes to getting your content found. And yes. that has, we have the exact same thing happening with Udemy. Um, right now, um, you know, it's a bit of a like shady area, just like it used to be with Google, of knowing what works and what doesn't work. And mm -hmm. uh, that's... Something that right now it's not so big when it comes to Udemy, but I would definitely see in the future that uh, we definitely we would have to work on the the SEO within Udemy. Now, have you I, I done any, uh, anything like that yes. yourself? Yeah, I think there's two parts to SEO: search engine optimization. Udemy is a search engine. Google is a search engine. Yahoo is a search engine. Mm -hmm. For anyone that doesn't know what a search engine is, some place where you put a bunch of information, or you ask a question, or you put a word in hit search and it comes up with results and I think it's very it's it is important I think in a year to two years it will be very important to consider the SEO aspects of your course and what that means is if your course is on Facebook you should have Facebook in the title and you should have it in your course summary and you should have it in your URL if you can if it's sourdough bread, then you should have sourdough bread in your title. Uh, the, because what's going to happen is all these different categories are going to fill up. Right. They're going to become you, saturated. So it's hard to just bubble out and, you know, and be right. right there on top. If there's 300 Facebook courses and you're 301, you're never going to get 
the advantage of that Udemy gives a person who's in number in place number one. Right. If people and, search and uh, you, you're on page 10, people are never going to get to page 10. Uh, at hmm. least not the majority won't. They stay on the first page. And if they find something that they like here, they, that, that's where it stops, right? They that's right. Get what they want now, there's a, a real advantage that working with Udemy has that I want to talk about for a second. And I think it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that is... Udemy itself is an authority site. So Google looks for sites that it calls authority sites and it ranks them higher than non-authority sites. So, for example, I have my Power Podcasters course on Udemy and I decide I don't want to use Udemy anymore for whatever reason. I take my course and I put it on scottspodcastcourse.com. Scott's podcastcourse.com will never rank as well as Udemy. For sure. And so that's one of the huge advantages that I think that we have is if we if we take a look at okay, so what does Google want and how can we set up our course so that Google recognizes that course as probably one of the best courses or best pieces of information on how to podcast as an example of a keyword or key phrase. Then, uh, because there's a whole pile of backlinks that, uh, like Udemy, I've already I did some research into this. They have like two and a half or three million backlinks, which means somebody went and put a link to Udemy on their site, and that's huge. And when you look at others, you know, if you look at other sites, they don't have or mine, you know, ScottsPodcastCourse.com, it has two links, right? So you got three million links, you got two links. Which court, which site do you think? Right, you uh, can't compete. Definitely. You cannot compete. Right? Now you bring up a good point: is that um, if you somehow have your website scottpattonpodcast.com and somebody would have a link on Udemy to your podcast, then this link to your podcast will have um, a lot of uh, high value or high weight, which basically mm. means that your website has more value thanks to these links. Now, I don't know how this works with the new algorithms of Google because it keeps changing and what I'm saying today might not tr- be true in six months or in a year from now. Yeah. But definitely so having the, your link to your website definitely helps. Yeah, it's very, very difficult to get a link from Udemy to your site. Mm-hmm. Be, and, and, I'm, and I'm just, you know, you've got me thinking here, Johan, because um, we have discussions, right? So you can have a link in your discussion that could say go listen to my podcast for example right however in the discussion i don't, I don't think this is um, um indexed. indexed by google which means i don't think it is it either right. yeah so you cannot put a link in the course summary and now it i think there would be a huge advantages in your educational email so i mean we're talking about udemy right now and how to promote and get SEO, one thing that would be really good, and I hadn't thought of this, so thank you very much for bringing it up, <laughs> is if you did an educational announcement and in it you said, okay, I did a, uh, I have a podcast, so let's just use sourdough bread. Okay, I love Teresa. She has a course, five courses on how to make sourdough bread and she makes money with it. And I just think that's a great example of you can do anything on Udemy and make right. money. If you can and make money out of bread then, for sure. Yeah. Yes. So she could say, you know, I have a podcast on sourdough bread and, and in this week's podcast episode, I talked about 
yeast and what type of flour to get or something, right? right? And here's a link to my podcast. Now, what happens is, is that goes out as an educational announcement because there's nothing, there's no, you know, asking for subscribers. There's no mm-hmm. uh, asking for money or any of those things. So it qualifies. Plus, it does add value to the students, right? Right. That's a key. Then it goes to my Gmail account or my Outlook account or whatever my that I think gets indexed. So if there is a link that goes out from you to me to, and this is the world according to Scott, so it could be totally wrong. All right, <laughs> going to my Gmail account, Google knows about it, right? And then if you're my student and you you and you, oh, this is so exciting! I'm going to learn about yeast, and you click on it, and then you go to my podcast. Google tracks all of that stuff and it says, oh, well, that was a really good link. And that might give your podcast or it could be your blog post. Uh, it would probably give it a little bit of a, you know, a very slight boost. But if you had a thousand students and 500 of them clicked on and 500 of them ended up listening, then that would be a pretty good little bump for your... For okay. your now, let's summarize. So for, if I understand what you're saying is that whenever you send... a on Udemy, um, you know, an educational announcement, then this yes. would go in every of your students' email box, right? Yes. And if it happens to be a Gmail email box, then any link that would be clicked within your email would go to your podcast and Google would track that. Am I right? Yes. yes. Okay, which basically means that it's going to add value to your website. Yes. Because people clicked on their email to get to your website. I see. So that's a good way to definitely use Udemy as a source of targeting so many people that would drive value to your website. Excellent. Yeah, since we were talking about the linking and the SEO, that's that's a definite, you definitely should do that. Yes. I mean, it's worth trying and see uh, what happens. even Even if what we just said was wrong, like if we were 100% wrong, Mm -hmm. Google has no clue about a link in your Gmail going to you, the fact that somebody went to your site would still benefit you. Right, definitely. Because uh, the traffic would be... Right, and to be honest, I'm doing this, and I'm not the only one. I know other instructors that are doing that as well, where uh, we link to our podcasts. Now, um, I remember once I had the uh, mishap to link to a podcast episode where there was a product that was for sale there. And I got a message from Udemy telling me that um, I cannot have links to, um, you know, to any other products. So they went and listened to your podcast? No, they did not listen to the podcast. It's on the page where the podcast was hosted, oh. there was also a link to buy something there. Ah, yes. oh, that's interesting. Yes. Now, um, which is, you know, like you said, within the podcast, there might be products or services that are being, uh, you know, uh, promoted there. And right. Udemy doesn't doesn't mind at the moment or doesn't, you know, doesn't go the extra mile of actually listening to a half hour of a podcast episode yet. But who right. knows, maybe in the future they will. Yeah, I think I think that would be unlikely. Yeah. Now, I they understand want, that... They uh, want the obvious. You're right. That, that's right. kind of interesting. Yeah, but I understand that Udemy tries to limit and keep the, you know, keep the students within Udemy. That makes sense. You know, they want to keep the business to themselves because they're trying to get people in and not have people get out of the bucket, you know. And that's the balance between the instructor and Udemy, right, that you always have to be aware of. Like, I think it's really important to think, what does Udemy want? I want to give them as much as, of that as I can. At the same time, what do I want? And I want to give me as much of that as I can. And, of course, 
what Udemy wants is their students to say in Udemy, and what I want is, to, is the students to sign up on my email list so that I can email them directly. And therein lies kind of the tension that you need to – and I think if you look from the perspective of what adds value to the student as opposed to how can I get them off of Udemy, that will along the way you know, bring more and more people to you. And if you can send out an announcement to them twice, for, you know, f- well, two promotional and two educational, and they trust you to me, and they're opening them and they're taking action on them, <clears throat> that's pro- almost as good, if not as good, as being able to just send them out, uh, you know, a weekly newsletter. Right. Definitely. Now you're bringing up a good point. Is that um, right now it's still okay? It still works. The fact that you can do an announcement and people would open them because they come from a trusted source like Udemy. So in your inbox, when you see a new announcement from Udemy, you, some many students are still going to click on it. But yes, you, you know, it's like any any service. People are going to get used to see that in their inbox, and they're going to stop clicking or clicking less than they used to as time goes by. Now, obviously, there's going to be more and more new students, so this is might be it might get counterbalanced. But you know, I think the key to it. the key to that point, Johan, is is that you have to give them really good information. So, if if I'm a an enthusiastic uh, sourdough bread maker, and you keep sending me, you know, here's my latest recipe, here's this, here's that, and I'm going, I'm I'm looking forward to that message. Right. And I think that's the key is sometimes we get – the problem, it, it's like spam, It it is laziness, right? Like we don't – we want to send out something so we don't really think about, you know, well, what does the student really want? Or we don't ask the student what do they really want. We don't really give them what they really want. And if you look at your inbox, I guarantee you that there is an email from somebody that's kind of commercial emails – so we're not talking about your mom or your dad or your brother or your best friend's emails here. We're talking about stuff that just shows up. And at some point in time, you'd ask them to show up. You'd subscribe. And there are some that you will open. I mean, for me, there are some that I open all the time. And then there's a whole pile of them that I totally ignore. So the trick is to be in the pile that gets opened all the time. And that comes from giving good value and developing a really good relationship with those people and you might have 2,000 students and maybe it's only 200 of them that are really keen and the other 1,800 are just they're not so keen I mean that's life right we have people that are really excited about certain hockey teams or football teams or soccer teams and we have people that aren't <laughs> and you can't get the people that aren't excited about them no matter what you do and that's I think right. the key is is you know but if you give poor information all the time, like I give you a recipe for sourdough bread and it tastes terrible, and you try three of my recipes, all three taste terrible, you're not going to be opening my emails anymore. So you want to give them something that really gives them what they want. Right. And uh, now let's drill down and see how do you get to know what your students want? Like how do you get to to, to know what what's valuable to your students and what, what drives you and how do you navigate to know where what where to go next i think the first place is looking at your discussion boards okay. what sort of uh, like one of the things that i do on all my courses now and i don't know who thought of it uh is i ask the students to introduce themselves 
Really happy to have you as a member of, of our course here. Glad that you've joined us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you? What do you want to get out of the course? Blah, 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 that sort of thing. And well, are you doing I, this for every single student that comes in your course? Every single course has a lecture that tells them to introduce themselves. Okay. And uh, I'm shocked at how many people introduce them. I get these messages, and, it's, and of course, it's, there's a comment on your discussion board, and I go, and it's like, oh. This person, they're not asking a question or anything. They're just introducing themselves. How nice. And then what happens is because they have broken the ice when they're in lecture 32 or 10 or whatever it is and they have a question or they think, oh, that's really cool, they will either put a comment or put their question in. So then I watch the questions. And in the educational announcements, uh, what you can do, I haven't done this, but what you can do is say, you know, is there anything that you, you know, is there any other type of bread that you'd really love to be baking and, you, you know, having maybe a tough time with? Or is there, uh, you know, you ask for feedback, you ask for questions, and, you know, what do you really care? Well, I really like to know how to do it in a gas uh, oven because I really have problems with gas oven versus electric oven. Oh, okay, I can go and find out. I'm the expert. I may not know the answer. But I'm pretty sure I know somebody that would be able to help me figure out the answer for you. And then, uh, and then I kind of work from there. So I think of the feedback that you get in your course is the best place to start. Okay, so I understand that. Um, so I don't know if you do it in all your, like, your courses, but in some courses you have a place where you introduce yourself and you ask the student to introduce your, themselves as well, right? Yes. Now, I personally have done that in a few of my courses. And... I don't even think I ever had one one reply to that. So I kind of like gave up on this. Now, maybe I'm sure there's probably something wrong with me or, you know, like something that I'm not doing right there at least. Um, do you have any, you know, any kind of uh, advice there? That What exactly do you say or how can you formulate <laughs> it in a way? All I can say I mean, is... We don't all have your charm. That's, that's one thing, <laughs> but still. <laughs> uh, I... I'll give you a link to uh, one of my courses where I have that lecture in it, and you can sure. listen to it and, and model it. I think, I think modeling is really important. One of the things that I do is I follow very closely five to eight Udemy instructors and, and probably another five to eight not quite as closely mm -hmm. because I just – to me, they – I, I feel they're successful. I feel they're more successful than I am. I could be wrong on that. And I, but I feel like what I've seen them uh, share in their courses and also in Udemy Studio and Udemy Faculty Lounge uh, tells me that they're on top of it. Okay, so because there's really kind of two ways of, to do just about anything. Before, One is, before you go, give us some names. We'd like a couple of names if you want. Uh, you know, some names that you sure. follow. Uh, John. Uh, John. Colley, C-O-L-L-E-Y, okay. is amazing, okay? Mark Timberlake uh, is amazing. Both of them are in the UK. Okay. Uh, Alan Hill, who yes, is... Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely him. Superstar. <laughs> Jerry, yeah, for star for sure. Jerry Banfield, I mm -hmm. follow. Yeah, now, he's an interesting character because... Um, so, I, let me just say I love Jerry, okay? I actually did a course with Jerry. I think he's amazing. And he really bugs me. Okay, like when I <laughs> listen to him talk, yeah. it, like I, when I listen to him talk on the courses, mm -hmm. it just—it's like it's almost like fingernails on a blackboard. Right? <laughs> and I listened to him do one course, and he said, "You may not like the way I talk, but 
Many of my students are from non-English speaking countries. In other words, not United States, not Canada, not Australia, not England. Very true. And they have a hard time with American accents and American enunciation. So I speak every word clearly and concisely. Okay, so he articulates a lot and he slows down the pace, huh? To the point that it drives me crazy. Okay. Right, because for a native speaker, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's kind of painful, right? Because like you know like you know ch- you know change the speed. It's, you know it's time you go to uh, no uh, six speed, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But once I understood that's why he did it, it made it easier for me to listen to him. But you know, and he's also somebody who pushes the envelope. So there are things that he does that other instructors don't like, or even maybe Udemy doesn't like. And it's kind of like, okay, you don't like that? Great, I will. Uh, either argue for my point and then you know the judge says you're guilty or you're innocent mm-hmm. or I will change and so uh, so it's kind of interesting because if you if you follow somebody who pushes the envelope a little bit then first of all you don't have to get in trouble right you get first one to get slapped first yeah, that's right <laughs> he gets slapped first uh, but also, it means he's thinking, right? Like, it's like, okay, like, how can I engage my students more? How can I do this more? How can I do that more? And if you sign up for one or one, just sign up for one of his courses, and yeah. then look at the educational announcements that he does. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, they are long educational announcements, and they're full of a whole bunch of really good stuff if you're interested in this topic, okay, obviously. Mm-hmm. and But then you can model it. And you can say, okay, you know, he's talking about Facebook or he's talking about something here and I'm talking about sourdough bread, but how can I take what he's doing and massage it so it applies to sourdough bread? And by that, what I mean is, is that in the first three paragraphs, he talks about his course. In the next two, he talks about his podcast. And then down, because he, he has them broken out into sections. So you just reverse engineer it and you go, oh, okay. So, because how does he get engagements? Now, some people like it. Some people don't like it. Some people agree with it. Some people don't agree right. with it. Right. And you don't have to resonate with everyone. As long as you That's find right. an audience that works for you, they're going to love you and they're going to follow you for every courses you're making. So next course, they're going to just jump in. They're like, this is, this is my way of learning and I want it no other way than this way. That's right. And it's your course. You can do whatever you want. You can look at what Jerry does or Alan does or Scott does or Joanne does and you can say, I don't want to do that. And that's perfectly within your right. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go back to, um, at some point you said you had, there was two different ways to do something, but I forgot what we were talking about because, you know, we have, uh, we, we drilled down, but it's, do, you, uh, do you remember any chance what we were talking about before that? Well, I think we were talking about there's the SEO for Udemy and there's the SEO for Google and Yahoo and yes, places outside. Yes, and how outside. you got your, uh, your student to get more engaged, right? And how you got, yeah, get the students more engaged yes. by asking them to be engaged, right? right. The, other, the other thing that I do, talking about engagement, is every three or four or ten, you know, it depends, it's random, uh, lectures. At the end of the lecture, I'll say, you know, I, I hope you're getting a lot out of this. I'm really enjoying teaching this course. I hope that comes through. But if you've got any questions, really, 
uh, you know, understand that you're not the only one with the question, but you may be the only one that takes the time and effort to ask the question. Uh, you know, so if you ask it, you're asking it for you know maybe 50 or 100 or 1,000 other students that have the same question. So please, you know, share your questions with us, and and I'll be answer, I'll be happy to answer them right away. It's just over here on the discussion board. Blah blah blah. And so you know, throughout the course, you want to seed these ideas of you're participating. You want to imagine that you're actually in a classroom with a bunch of students sitting at their desks and uh, and you, you know, and you're calling on them to do things. This is why I like the activity thing that Udemy got into in November of last year. I would never have thought of that. Which one? Now, every course I, I put in an activity. I even call it activity. And this is your activity lecture. <laughs> what I want you to do is and I actually ask them to go and do something. I want you to make a loaf of sourdough bread using this recipe and then go to the discussion board and tell us what you thought. Did it work? No, it flopped. No, it did this. Yes, it did that. Or like whatever. And let us know. And it's amazing because the students do the activities and then they report. So what do you mean exactly by activity? Like I'm not uh, somehow I don't I don't I don't think okay. I've ever seen that before. Like I know there's like different quizzes and I've used that before, but yeah, this is the this activity is, is totally you do it right. So you go to the title. You I, the way I do it is I go to the title bar mm -hmm. of the lecture and I put a square bracket and I type in activity and I put mm -hmm. the end square bracket. All mm -hmm. right. So let's pretend it's a this because this came to my mind. Let's pretend it's a Facebook course. Okay. So. I've been telling you about Facebook, I've been telling you about this, and I've told you about Facebook pages. So now, what will happen is most people will go on to the next lecture and they'll forget all about Facebook pages. Right. And in a week yeah. from now, so, they forgot about everything that they just went through. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to have an activity lecture. And the activity lecture goes like this. Okay, I finished talking now about Facebook pages, you understand, I've gone through and I've showed you how to set it up, we've done this, we've done that, we've done all these things, how to put the picture in and everything else. Now it's your turn. The activity for this lecture is I want you to make a Facebook page and it doesn't matter if what the topic is and it doesn't matter if you delete it when you're done. I want you to make an uh, a Facebook page. So you're going to have a picture, you're going to have this, you're going to have that and I want you to go right now to Facebook click on the pages button, click on make a page, click on here, click on here, click on here, fill this in, fill that in, and then let us know how you're, and then share it with all of your friends and family or whatever and see how many people you get to like your page. And then I want you to report in, you know, if you had any problems or you had any questions because I think I explained it perfectly and easily and exactly, but that doesn't mean that you heard it the way I meant it, right? Because of the way we communicate. So once you're done, if you have any questions, put them in the discussion board and also let us know how many likes you got to your page in the first couple days. End of lecture, right? And so people will be listening to you and watching and everything else. They'll be going, oh, this is how you do the Facebook page. Great. Okay. And then all of a sudden there's this lecture where I'm looking you in the eye and I'm saying, okay, make the page. Oh, really? Okay, and they go and they make the page, and then they say, okay, I made the page, I got four likes. I'm really excited about this. They are, because they actually did something, right? They accomplished right. They have something. a feeling of accomplishment, absolutely, that's what it is. And um, 
It's funny that you say that because in many of my lectures, I try to say that, you know, I try to do it in a, in a way that people can follow and do it on their own. And as they follow, they, they would do something. Let's say they have to draw, I don't know, uh, um, draw a, a duck. And somehow when they're drawing the duck in, in 3D, um, I want them at the end to share their an image of, of their 3D model that they've done. And very few yeah. people are doing it. Some are totally into it. And they will, you know, they will just put images of every single... Uh, objects that they are creating and some other would just you know just pass and just go through the whole course and not do anything um, right. but I believe that that's definitely something I will try now is to create an activity instead of saying do what I'm doing as I'm doing it more like okay this is what you need to do this is the final look of what you need to achieve um, and here are the steps now go for it and you're on your own type of thing you know I just had a, an idea and this is could be crazy. It, it could be kind of fun. Go for it. Let's brainstorm. You know, so the first part is I always, whenever I talk to anybody about presenting, I say you tell them what you're going to tell them, then you tell them, then you tell them what you told them. So I'm going to show you how to make a 3D duck. Okay. That's lecture one. Lecture two is this is how you make a 3D duck. And you go through the steps. And if you want to follow along, follow along. That's a really good way to learn. And then lecture three is, I showed you how to make a 3D duck, blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 right? And then lecture four is, your activity is to make a 3D duck. So if you followed along, you've already done it. If you haven't followed along, you need to do it. And I want you to do na, 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 na. And the beauty of Udemy is you can post your picture of the 3D duck in right. the discussion boards. And I want you to do that. And then what you do is, so I go in and I do the 3D duck and I go, Johan, here's my 3D duck and I put the picture in. And then what you can, then what you do is you give a little bit of a critique. Here's how you, you know, if you wanted to make it yellow instead of uh, gray or something, this right. is how you make that change or what, you know, you, there, there will be things you say are really obvious that I didn't know what I was doing and you can give me some coaching, which is great because that encourages more interaction both from me and from the other students. But the other thing you could do is you could have a gold star and you could make a, like a little, because Udemy has these certificates, right? But you can make your own little gold star and put my name under it and then post that. Say, congratulations, Scott. Great duck. Here's your... You get a gold star, and a little, you post a gold star in the discussion reply, right, with mm -hmm. my name under it. And all of a sudden, like, it's amazing what people will do for gold stars or a pat on the back. Right. And, and so uh, that happens, reminds me of, uh, you know, when I was, like, in elementary school where people would give me yes. some kind of just, uh, you know, like an, an image or, or a sticker, you know. And, a sticker. And yeah. I would do anything to get this sticker that really sucked of a, of, of, even of a duck I remember having a sticker of a duck or it was some kind <laughs> of a bird that I didn't even care but somehow the feeling that in front of all the classroom you got this freaking sticker you'd do anything yes so what happens to the other students when they see that Scott has a sticker um, some well, people are competitive right definitely yes you know? I'm going to get a sticker I'm going to do a duck alright that's a great idea actually um, do you think we got to create a sticker service now to be able to, to, to create <laughs> dynamic stickers? <laughs> huh? Maybe, who knows? You could, you could actually, I wonder if you went to Udemy and you said, you know what, I want to have a, a, a group of stickers that I can give to my students. 
and uh, you, well, you know what? That's a really good idea. Like you could do a little bit fancier sticker that had your course name on it, right? Mm-hmm. And you could put it in there, and then you could tell them if you want. Take this sticker and post it on Facebook. Let everybody know that you got this sticker. Well, right. It has a viral value also on top of that. A viral value, right. Oh, my goodness. Actually, yeah. yeah. If you could create that and like, you know, the sticker of the week or the sticker of the month, the award of the month for your students. Yeah. Right. But that would be great if it was backed by Udemy so that it's, you know, it's to the next level type of thing. It could be backed by Udemy. They could have that or that would be cool. But, I mean, even if you just made... Uh, you know, a little sticker, and and it was like, uh, you know, Scott's awesome Photoshop course, you know, sort of thing, mm-hmm. with the, with the gold star, and have an assortment of them. Actually, you could have if you had, let's say, you had five activities spread throughout your course. And you told everybody every time you do this activity, you get that gold star, and this one, you get that one. Collect all five gold stars. Mm-hmm. That could that could work. Definitely, yeah. uh, it's worth trying it out. Are you going to try it out, Scott? Yeah, I'm honestly. Try it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this is great. Okay, um, I'm going to have to reinvite you um, after you you've given uh, a couple t- tasks here and there, and uh, and uh, we'll report on that and see how it went. Yeah. And I, I think I'm yeah. going to do it too. Um, I'm not going to go too crazy with it, but uh, I'll give it a shot. No, I think uh, just a simple little gold star. And it's when someone posts, you you got a gold star for that. Right. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. I'll help you if you need the help with uh, you know creating gold star <laughs> things like this. But I'm sure anyone could do it now. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, let's try to move on to a different subject, even though we can keep going. Um, it's just that I want to talk about different things so that um, we get, get get to spread, spread a little bit. So... Um, um, coupons. Let's talk about coupons. Um, now, coupons is the bread of butter, you know, bread and butter of any um, of the whole system of Udemy, right? So if you don't have coupons and if Udemy doesn't do coupons, chances are your course are rarely going to sell because people are used to the coupon system, right? And um, mm-hmm. now, do you have any strategy that you use besides of the, uh, I mean, are you on the Udemy promotional system? And yeah. uh, yes, I, right? I use all of Udemy's promotions. Mm-hmm. And, and go ahead. I th- I want to step back a second too, and it's not just it. First of all, it it does depend on your topic. Okay, I think there are, are certain topics that you could probably get more than ten dollars or fifteen dollars for on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but we're we're in a bit of a we're in a situation where everybody knows that electrons are free okay you know right ebooks apps digital world right it's not it's a digital world like it's not like you go to a school and someone had to pay for the walls and the projector and the teacher and all that sort of stuff they know you do it once and then they, you get paid for it over and over and over again. Right. And there's a lot of like WSOs or JVZoo where they do, here's how to do something and they click bank, all these affiliate sites where they have courses 
and they sell the courses for ten dollars, seven dollars, nineteen dollars, you know, and mm-hmm. they and they may have some upsells to you know advanced courses or whatever. The point is, is that they're used as a lead generation, and I think that in many ways, like when you Udemy has like thirty thousand instructors. And they have right. You know, it keeps five, growing. Ten. Who knows if it's not going to double in 2016 and, and and so on. Exactly. But you know, and they have a you know a few that are a millionaire. <laughs> I mean, they don't have 10,000 millionaire teachers, right? No, definitely not. So you have this bell curve where there's some people that doesn't matter what they do, they're going to make nothing. The average is seven or eight thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and then at the other end of the curve, you got Alan Hill and these guys that are making six hundred or a million or two million dollars. Uh, right. a year okay so are what are your op- chances of being in that million dollar club you know well, like okay, any bell like system 10, you know is the top one percent right <laughs> yeah like the top one percent or it's 10 or 20 out of thirty thousand, right like right. it's just it's it's if you're a betting man I, I don't know that you would bet on that okay so then what's the next step well the next step is why am I teaching the course? Well, I'm teaching the podcasting course because I know how to podcast and I coach people on how to podcast and I have a podcast boot camp that people come to. Oh, so do you think some of my students might want me to coach them? Do you think some of them might want me to put on a boot camp and they can you know, come to Hawaii for a week and spend three days with me learning how to podcast? Maybe, okay? So I think it's really important to look at Udemy as a lead generation for something. Now, it could be a lead generation for more Udemy courses. Okay, I have seven or eight podcast courses. So once someone takes my main course, I'm going to teach you how to get a sponsor. I'm going to teach you how to move your uh, audience from being just listeners to being coaching clients. I'm going to show you how to do video. I'm going to show you how to speak better. I'm going to. So I've looked at all these different problems that people have podcasting, and I'm going to come up with courses that are going to dive into that, so that uh, it, you don't just take one course and then you never take anything else from me. I think that's a huge mistake. I think if you, so if you use, you have to think of how your system is and how you're going to use it. I have heard of people who have spent three months creating their course and then they. Udemy sells it for ten dollars, but it was on an ad, and they got a dollar twenty-five, and they're really Absolutely. upset. I said, right. I would be really upset if I spent three months making a course and someone gave me a buck for it. Okay, <laughs> don't spend three months making your course is my answer, right? Uh, and then, so I look at the couponing as if I can get Udemy to bring me in a whole bunch of people that want to learn about podcasting, then I can upsell them into my other courses, and I will give them a really good coupon because I'm going to get more higher percent uh, than I would if Udemy sold them. Right. And the way you're going to give those coupons would be through um, the uh, the announcements, right? The promotional announcement. It's all set up within Udemy. And uh, now if I'm going to do a boot camp or something like that, then I would hold a Google Hangout or I would hold a Blab and I would invite everybody to come listen and, and say in there, this is what I'm planning on doing. Are you interested in joining me or not? And if they are, this is the URL. Go here, and I'll see you in Hawaii in a couple months. Right. Uh, but I think it's really important. I think the people that are the most disappointed are the people that are depending on Udemy to be its own single, the only income stream. And one of the huge things about online marketing is multiple streams of income. 
Alan Hill, he's got all these different ways that he brings in money, not just because of his Udemy courses. And I think, I think it's important to be looking along those lines. And couponing then becomes totally different, right? Because right. if I spent, if I'm only going to make money from my course and I spent three months making the course, I can't sell it for ten dollars. But if it's one part of a series of parts that work together in my business. Uh, that's a totally different situation. And I'll give you an example. I work with a stock option uh, programmer. So he has a really good program for helping people who want to day trade stock options. So we do six courses. What are stock options? How, what is the strategy for stock options? What's an advanced strategy for stock options? What's the mindset for stock option traders? And you take any of the courses, you get one month of the program. So the courses teach you how to use the program. It teaches you how to make money with stocks. And after a month, you're familiar with the program. You've practiced. You know if it works or not. And what are you going to do if you're making money? You're going to continue. Right. So I totally understand that, what you say. And something I want to add to this is um, I want people to understand that what you're trying to say is that Udemy can be seen in two different ways. One, you want to be able to sell your courses there, but... On the other side, you're saying that it's also a channel to get marketing out of what you do, or your products or services. And right. somehow you're saying that it would be great if you had another service on the side and you would market that service on Udemy, right? That's right. And, and you make it, like, for example, Hootsuite. Okay, yes. there, you know who, the, well, for those of you that don't know who Hootsuite is, if you have a Twitter account or a Facebook account or a LinkedIn account, you can s hook them up to Hootsuite and you can manage them all from one place. So you don't have to log in here, log in here, log in here to see who's commenting or talking or whatever. And I believe also you can schedule your tweets and your posts and everything else. Well, they have three or maybe two free courses on Udemy, mm -hmm. how to use Hootsuite. They don't care that it's free. You know, right? Actually, they want to make actually, it free so that the more people they have, the more people know about Hootsuite, right? That's right. And then you try, you practice, and everything else. You can use a free month, or I don't know how they how they do that part of it, but you work through their pro their course. You know how to use it, and now all of a sudden, you know, hopefully someone's gonna gonna buy. I now the sad part about that particular example is Hootsuite has ignored their courses. Like there's nobody checking, there's nobody answering questions. Right. So. No, nothing. You know, they haven't. They just sort of put it up there. So oh, we've got it up on Udemy, right? right? And I don't think they're taking advantage as much the as they Udemy, could, right? Yeah, as much as they could, right? Mm. But uh, so people are doing it. It's like, oh, I've got this thing, and well, you know, I if I was Adobe, I'd have Adobe courses up on Udemy. But there's a lot of other people doing Adobe courses up on Udemy. They That's don't have to. They already right? are doing their marketing. You know, yes. George has a. a uh, Photoshop course. Well, if you take his course, you either are a Photoshop user or you're going to be right. So Adobe doesn't need to, you know, spend any time on that. But that's what I would look at. Is I would look at like what can I offer my ideal students uh, that's beyond Udemy, and be aware of Udemy's rules and regulations and terms, and do it within the Udemy structure. Like, there's a lot of people that try, kind of try to break the rules and stuff. Mm -hmm. I go, oh, you don't have to break the rules. I mean, Udemy is, you may, th like, some people think it's really restrictive. I think it's really open. The fact that I can, and this happened, right? Like, I like to do blabs. It's a great way to do podcasts because you get a video and you get an audio when you're done. 
Right. And so the very I was one of the first people on Udemy to do a blab for my class. And the first thing that happened was Udemy called me up and said, you can't do that. And I go, why? Well, you're asking for a subscription, and we that's against our rules. Hmm. And I go, and of course, if you click on the link and you go to the blab, there's a big button that says subscribe. I hadn't hmm. done that. I didn't realize that, right? right. So... Uh, uh, so if you, when you put a link, hit the link and follow. It's always a good good tip. Uh, so I explained to them. I said, well, yeah, but it's not me. It's just if you subscribe, they send an email to the person telling them when the blab's about to start, and nobody collects that information. Certainly not me. And <clears throat> and then it became part of the discussion in the Udemy Studio, and. Udemy said, that's fine. Ah, uh, we understand now. We didn't understand this before. Right. That's fine. And yeah, because you're, you're I said, bringing I something have... new here. And, uh, yes. the, you know, the first thing Udemy is going to do is going to put a stop to it. Say, hey, hold on. Hold on a second here. This is something new. Let us digest and understand how things work. And then we'll, we'll decide, right? Yeah. And that's, what I, that's the agreement I made with them. I said, you know what? My responsibility is to tell you about this thing I'm trying so that you know about it, right? Excellent. So next time I find a blab, I'm going to think about it, see how I want to use it, and then I'm going to post it here in the studio so that you can know about it and talk about it in the backstages or the offices or whatever so that you know because they were right to take the response that they did because it was very obviously not the way they wanted things to work, even though... It was the way they wanted things to work. It just didn't look like it. And uh, so communication both ways, I think, is really, really important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Scott, there's so much things we can keep talking about. You know, we haven't, we have barely touched the surface here. There's so much we can keep going and drilling in. But, um, you know, it's already been a, a while, so I don't want to overwhelm uh, our audience, uh, even though I'm sure they, 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 there's some gold nuggets in our discussion here that they could, can get out of this. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can tell you. Even myself, uh, I feel like just, you know, let's hanging up and start working. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Um, but before we go, um, I'd like to ask, um, what do you see in this coming month? Where do you plan on going? Are you trying to expand and how are you trying to expand? And, and can you tell us a little bit about how you see your future with Udemy or even beyond Udemy? Uh, certainly. Uh, in the next month, I'm going to be going to Central America for two months. Okay. And uh, that, to me, is a great opportunity because I bring my camera with me and I, I love to record introductions that are in exotic locations to my courses. So I have some plans for three or four more courses that I'm going to be doing uh, on my own and I do co-instructing courses with other people and I've got a, quite a few of those uh, on the go but I systematized it so that it doesn't take up massive amounts of my own time mm -hmm. and I, my plan in the next year is to double the number of courses that I've got okay. and to work uh, a little bit more on the traffic side of the courses so Udemy is great I mean when Udemy turns on the tap and the traffic comes through Udemy it's amazing I love it but uh, the other side of it is, is what can I do to, to get more, uh, more students on my own to the course or get the courses out there more? And so I'm, 
I feel like I can get a thousand, fifteen hundred students fairly easily, uh, usually using free coupons or very low price coupons. Mm -hmm. And I want to get them more targeted and more involved because usually that's you know if you put a if you launch a course and you put it in the Udemy Studio, it gets all over the black hat world and and uh, you don't you know so you get a lot of people that are. I don't know, they want to be the first to have 5,000 Udemy courses in their account or something, and, but they never watch any of them. So I, don't, mm -hmm. I want to get away from that type of student, and I want to get more into the student that really appreciates the, uh, the courses. Right. You're bringing a, a good point is that it's not because you're giving a free coupon to a student that it has any value to the student him, himself or herself. You know, they might just mm -hmm. take it because it's free, and they might not even watch your take your course anytime. You know, they may just That's usually have they it don't and not do anything out of this. But you're bringing the point that whenever somebody gets to pay, whether it's a small amount of money or a bigger one, they're more prone to feel the value of your course and go through it. And it's you know yes. it's a win-win for everyone, for you and for the student as well. Mm -hmm. So okay, I definitely would want to have you back, especially talk about uh, co-authoring. Because uh, that's something that you're doing and also the different strategies you're going to use in the future to get more uh, students in, into your courses besides using the regular Udemy promotional system. So, Scott, thank you for everything. And uh, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say or any kind of advice for someone starting teaching on Udemy? I, yeah, my advice if you're starting is do your first course as fast as you can because it's a huge learning curve. And... If it doesn't turn out very well, it's okay. You can delete it, and then the next one will be a lot better. I really think we spend far too much time uh, almost wasting too much time trying to figure out how to, how to put up the course, how to get it right, and, uh, and, it, and you're better off just to, just to start to do it, get feedback from the studio, get feedback from Udemy, And then, uh, and then improve. And I don't. And I and I really think you should take courses in Udemy on how to make courses on Udemy. The most important things is your sound, and then the quality of your video, and uh, that assumes that the quality of your content is really, really good. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to do. And the only way you're going to get good at it is to create a simple course. Okay, which could just be you talking or screen shares or PowerPoint presentations and go through the process of creating that course and then send out a free coupon to you know five or ten of your friends and ask them to watch it and to give you feedback and then uh, you know follow a few instructors I, I feel like I'm friends with probably 20 or 30 instructors it might be a bit more and those are the people that when I have a new course and I'm not you know sure or I, I you know it's it's a very lonely thing and it's really helpful to be able to reach out to other people and say you know what <clears throat> I'm kind of stuck here what do you think right and I'm not alone in the situation that other people that already alone. went through that and you know that's right why not ask them and then advice? you just And then, you know, and then they'll give you the feedback and, you know, do take baby steps. <clears throat> you should be able to, should be able to do an hour course in a week, uh, assuming you do a whole bunch of other things in the week besides right. trying to make your course. And, you know, so you just set that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have it by the end of the week. Well, then you work backwards. Well, I'm going to do an hour of video. Okay, so what are the topics of each, like, what are the, what's the topic of the course? What are the parts of the of the course, what are the main topics, main lectures, main sections, 
And if you go and you look at you know, 10 or 15 different courses, you'll see lots of different ways that they're laid out and you decide on the way that you like them to be laid out. And that becomes a template. My courses are always the same. It has two or three or four sections. First section is introduction. I introduce the course. I introduce me. I introduce you. And, <clears throat> and then any details on how I think you need, you know, if I think you need to know something in order to how to do the course. The next couple sections are the meat of the course. How do you podcast? How do you set up your podcast? How do you record your audio? How do you do this? How do you do that? And that may be one or two or three sections. And then the last section is your conclusion, the summary of the course, what are the next steps, what do you need to do now, and uh, by the way, uh, leave a review, and here's a PDF with my other courses if you want to take some of them. It's exactly the same, except the content changes dramatically. But once you have a template, you can see it's really easy. It's just, I'm going to talk about this, 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 and this, and you keep the lectures to two to five minutes, uh, so you don't really need a lot of notes. You just need to know, hey, I'm going to talk about Kickstarter, or I'm going to talk about Udemy, or I'm going to talk about podcasting, or I'm going to talk about essential consulting skills, or whatever it is. So I just happen to be things on a list on, on my computer that I read off. Vimeo, I'm going to talk about YouTube, right? Whatever. Mm. And, and you just go for it and just pretend you're talking to your friend because people, you know, get a little bit up, uptight looking at a camera. Well, thanks, Scott, for your advice. I'm sure somebody out there is going to take it and... Uh, And by the way, if you are taking Scott's advice, please feel free to come back to our podcast and uh, leave a comment, you know, and make sure that Scott knows that, uh, you know, you know, give him some credits, come on, you know. So please go to yes. iOS Online Courses, that's iosonlinecourses.com slash podcast, and uh, you'll see Scott podcast right there. So Scott, really, thank you for everything, and I definitely want you back. You gave us so many insights, and, um, and I'm sure you have so much more to give than uh, an hour of podcast is just not enough. So thanks again for everything, and I hope to hear from you again. Thanks, Joanne. I'll be happy to be on anytime. My pleasure. And by the way, I'm going to put, uh, the, you, you gave us some uh, free coupons to one of your courses, your how to uh, create podcasts. And I'm yes. going to put this in the show notes so that everyone, uh, or at least the majority of people that, have, that come on the website can uh, get into your course. Thanks again for everything, Scott. Go to iosonlinecourses.com slash business. If you enjoyed this episode and you found any kind of value, please Go to iTunes and rate this podcast and leave a review. More instructors will benefit from it.